Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Doug Terrell History and Comment. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for Tuesday, the 10th of January, 2023. In the months leading up to the Declaration of Independence and the American Revolution, Thomas Paine publishes his pamphlet calling for independence of the colonies from Great Britain. Entitled Common Sense, it's easy for us today to believe the idea was widely popular, but that was not the case. The masses were in the middle and largely just wanting to get along with their life. 28-year-old William Henry Harrison is appointed the first governor of the Indiana Territory in 1801. Harrison had been a military officer during the Indian Wars in the Old Northwest and knew the territory quite well, especially the native peoples. He will return to the Army during the War of 1812, then go on to higher political office. He was defeated in the 1836 presidential election, but won in 1840. At the time, he was the oldest to be elected. His term was also the shortest. He fell ill and died just 41 days into his term. 1812 steamboats are the latest rage in transportation. The first one arrives in New Orleans, having navigated down the Ohio and Mississippi rivers from Pittsburgh. The trip took 82 days. Today, the trip by truck from Pittsburgh to Cairo, Illinois to New Orleans will take you 18 hours of driving. An easy three-day trip. The Texas oil boom started on this day in 1901 and it was almost a boom, literally. The first oil well in the spindle-top field south of Beaumont, Texas, comes in. The gusher sprayed an estimated 100,000 barrels per day for the next nine days. This was not the first oil well. That fame goes to Titusville, Pennsylvania in 1859. And it's not the first gusher. Those were noted at least by the 1870s, but it did result in the formation of Texaco and Gulf Oil. Things that should be discussed in history class and hopefully part of the corporate consciousness is Mexico has a distinctly different history and culture than the States or Canada. For reasons that are not completely clear, it has been a lawless land since the first Europeans arrived. 106 years ago, well outside of the Wild West era, President Wilson recognizes the Mexican government of Venustiano Carranza. At the time, the country was in a three- or four-way power struggle, and Carranza was a civilian politician that had a legitimate claim to leadership. This action by the U.S. inflamed Pancho Villa, who was leading a competing force. Troops under Villa capture 17 U.S. engineers working on civilian projects and kill 16 in cold blood. The entire affair is very complex, and pressure from Germany in World War I to ally with Mexico was a factor. Singer and songwriter Scott McKenzie was born in 1939. He was a member of the Journeyman for a few years, but that folk group is largely forgotten. He was friends with John Phillips and was almost a member of the Mamas and Papas. He is remembered for recording the John Phillips song, San Francisco, which became an instant hit and anthem for the summer of love. You'll recall the opening line, If you're going to San Francisco, be sure to wear flowers in your hair. Jim Croce was born in 1943. He, unlike McKenzie, has a long list of hits. He met the same fate of another long list, entertainers who died in small airplane crashes under poor conditions. British rocker Rod Stewart is 78 and doing well by all counts. The Army Signal Corps bounces radio waves off the moon and receives the signal back on Earth in 1946. The 78 RPM was the first flat record format. 
The recording methods and the materials the actual records were made of gave the format very poor quality by today's standards. There were a couple of interests competing for the market with new technology. Columbia Records had introduced the 33 RPM album in 1948. Made of vinyl and with improved electronics, it provided longer play and greatly improved sound. Then RCA introduces the 45 RPM on this day in 1949. A bit more speed than a 33 should provide a slightly improved sound, but the short play was a limiting factor as much of the music of the day was long classical pieces. The 45 will allow the cheap single that will become popular in the rock era a decade later. Elvis Presley records the single Heartbreak Hotel in 1956. Eight years later, the first Beatle album will be released in the U.S. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, formerly known as Lou Alcindor, scores his 34,000th career point in 1986. He was the first basketball player to reach that milestone and remains the all-time leading scorer with 38,387, at least for the moment. LeBron James is closing in. ESPN calculates that James will cross the mark about February 11th. Media mergers are always big money deals, and you need a chart to see who's with whom and on what date. Time Incorporated was a magazine publisher known for Time, Sports Illustrated, People, and a few others. Warner dates its history back to the early days of film studios. On this day in 1990, the two companies form a short-lived marriage under the name Time Warner. Since there have been another three mergers or spinoffs, one was the AOL Time Warner era, today it's Warner Discover. Lorena Bobbitt goes on trial for assaulting her sleeping husband in 1994. I once heard the event linked to the token song, A Lion Sleeps Tonight. One year ago, the U.S. Mint issues a quarter commemorating poet Maya Angelou. Longtime call screener for the Rush Limbaugh show, William Golden, also known as Bo Snurdly, posts comments and thoughts at his webpage, The Daily BS. For much of the time with Rush, Golden was very rarely heard on air, but with the passing of Rush has become more public. The nanny state is looking out for you. There are articles floating the idea the Consumer Product Safety Commission may ban or limit the manufacture and sale of gas stoves. It seems they pollute too much. The same thing could be said about smoking, but tobacco provides tax revenue, and we can't kill that sacred cow, now can we? When the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago, the media was aghast that classified documents were found. Now it seems the same thing has happened at the office used by the now president while he was out of office. The issue is complex. What the documents are and how they were stored are all factors. There are two major differences. Biden was a vice president, and the media does not care what he may or may not have done. He's their boy. That's history and comment for the 10th day of January. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.